Welcome to Heart, Hustle, and Humor, a show for dedicated, hardworking, fun entrepreneurs and business owners who want to build a business bigger than their own satisfaction. We all know heart got you started, hustle made it happen, and humor got you through it. This is the only place you can get inspired and motivated by my guests who are using the trifecta of heart, hustle, and humor in their business. It's time to dream higher. Today's episode is brought to you by Kaleidoscope Media Services. Kaleidoscope Media Services helps professionals scale their business by adding digital products for success. I'm your host, Dr. T. Welcome to another episode of Heart, Hustle, and Humor. I'm your host, Dr. T. What? Who do I have in studio today? Yes, Lisa Reed. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, so excited to be here. Lisa is the founder of Get Speaking Gigs Now and the OC Speakers Network. Lisa mentors professionals who want to monetize their speaking efforts. As a speaker herself, Lisa has booked and delivered over, well over, 600 speaking engagements. She is the author of Get Speaking Gigs Now, Learn the Secrets of Booking 500 Plus Speaking Gigs. And this is why I asked her to be in studio today. I've known you for a while. I've got to witness you on stage. You are inspirational. You're engaging. And you really get what it means to speak from the stage. And I know you absolutely love what you're doing. But why do you love it so much? (laughs) Why do I love it so much? Gosh, I think I was always born a teacher and speaking is a way that I get to do that. And if anyone's seen me speak on stage or speak virtually, they're like, yeah, that makes sense. Because I always like to teach something while I'm speaking, which is a little bit of a different style. So the other answer to that question is, I think I've always been able to When I learn something, I can like break down the steps and go, oh, well, I wish they had just taught it to me this way because then it would have been really easy and I can chronologize it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the word. Yeah. (laughs) I just made that up. So really easily and bite-sized pieces for people. And I think I get frustrated when I don't get that because I'm like, oh, it could be so much easier. It could be this way. It could be this. And so I I just love doing that. And I love giving other people tools so that they can then go do their magic in the world. And that's what it's all about. I mean, if we're really getting to the heart of the matter, Teresa, it is raising the higher consciousness of all human beings. That's the bottom line. And by giving my gift, your gift. Yeah. Like that's what I do. That's why I do anything. Yeah. Say that again. I want, I want to be very clear. That is, that is the, I think that sets the tone for our conversation today. Yeah. The message is, I believe everyone has a gift. We all have something that we can give back to the rest of the world. My gift happens to be that teaching piece. I'm like the conduit. Like, let me help you get the message out of you so that you can go give it to other people. And that's yes. that ripple effect. Because I believe that when we're giving our gifts to the world, we are as a planet, human race, we are literally raising the consciousness of our entire, all of us. We're all connected. Yes. I love that. And you know, your dad passed on some wisdom to you. And I think this is something we have in common, you know, our family, where our families have had a great deal of influence for us. And, and his wisdom to you was whatever you do, make your heart sing. 
I want you to talk a little bit about how are you helping your clients make their heart sing from the stage? Yeah. He would always say, do what makes your heart sing. And that was one, I mean, one of many pieces of wisdom he would pass on to me. But how I do that, it's not just speaking the right words. Often I say, done is better than perfect. Ignorance on fire is better than perfection on ice. You know, like it's about like, how do you feel if you as a speaker aren't in love with what you're talking about? The audience is not really going to be in love with it either. So if you are trying to do it right and trying to give what you think people want instead of really listening to what's the wisdom that you can give, it kind of sucks the fun out of it. Like it, you might yeah. be on stage and the pretty lights and all that might happen, but it's going to fizzle out. I think even like often I'll say, I'm not a coach who's a burn the candle at both ends coach. If that's what you're looking for, keep moving because I am more of a what can we do to make you so in love with what you do and have a very fulfilling life outside of your vocation? Mm -hmm. It's kind of a both. I, that's just that's just how yeah. I like to roll. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that leads me to asking you, speaking comes in all forms. Who should be speaking from the stage? I mean, what does that look like for you as you're teaching your clients? It's really like a calling it more than a biographical avatar. And I see and hear this so much. Someone will come up to me and they'll say, I have been secretly thinking about speaking for years, like since I was little, since I was a teenager, since I was this, since I was that. And then I got carried away with life and I got busy and it kind of just sort of got quiet, that little voice. But man, when I heard you say like, oh, you could do this, it reignited it. And I think there's just some of us, you're one of them that have that part. Again, we go back to the gifts, like not every, it's not everyone's thing. It's okay. I am not an arm twister, right? I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not like a, let's make you do something you hate person. Yeah. But for those of us who have that calling, then absolutely. That's a voice you want to listen to. It's not about how old you are, how young you are, how much experience you have, how much experience you don't have, what language you speak, any of the, like what you do for a living, how much education, you have, all those things are off the table. It's really comes from, I think like you have something important to say, you've been called to say it. And you know, I personally really enjoy working with people who want to help use that message, use that expertise to help others transform lives, really make a difference. That's more my lane versus like, oh, I want to be rich and famous and have everyone pay attention to me. That's not really the lane I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're helping people. It goes back to what you were saying about it being about the heart, right? Mm -hmm. Get your message out there and other things will come. You and I got to share the stage together, yeah. um, you know, over at eWomen Network. And there is something about having that deep seated message you want to share and the energy that helps elevate the room. So I really like your message about who really needs to be on stage. Because again, like I said, there's varying ways of being on stage and you're very busy, but you also have some wisdom about the whole how we hustle and, right. and having space in your life. And here you're teaching people to have, you know, get 500 gigs and you're out there <laughs> speaking, you know, but how are you balancing that hustle of getting the gig and doing the gig and having some free space? I love this topic because I was thinking about it a lot, knowing that we were going to discuss this. I think I have a PhD in hustle, Teresa. Uh, so you can call <laughs> I me, love it. Call me Dr. Hustle. However, okay. that definition has definitely shifted and changed for me as I've gotten older. I think I was just kind of 
born out of the womb hustling. And I, I would see my both my parents really hustling. And my dad would always say like, you know, float like a butterfly, sing like a bee, you know, it's just kind of that keep them moving, keep them guessing kind of thing. And I've gotten a lot more calm in my, what I would say, hustle. For me, hustle used to have a little bit of a more frenetic type of like busy, 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 keep moving, mm-hmm. keep moving, keep moving um, feel. But now what in this conversation, I'm like, one of the things that I've done consistently is be consistent. I am a determined, consistent business person, woman, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. And I consistently do the things that maybe other people won't do. I was actually talking to a client today about he's learning how to use his contact relationship manager, which is like a software CRM, and how to track prospects and follow up and things like that. Because of my years of sales experience, I mean, I used to have to make a hundred calls a day. <laughs> now, <laughs> five five reach outs. Oh my gosh, that's like a that's like a walk in the park, right? But it's still the activity of it and knowing, hey, this is what's going to get me to that next piece, and not so much putting all the eggs in the basket of like this one follow up is the follow up of all follow ups. It's like no, you just consistently keep that funnel going. It's kind of like the river, like the river is always yeah. flowing. Prospects and opportunities come in, they flow out. Some are yes, some are no, some are maybe someday in the future. And you just keep that flow going. That's how I like to hustle. I think one of your other gifts is relationships. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's how you get your ideal client. Absolutely. Right? I mean, yes. You're yes. Super important. I know you get people that come to you and say, I want to do, you know, 10 speaking engages engagements, <laughs> you know, in a month and I'm ready to and go. I've never done any. <laughs> yeah. And I've never done any. I mean, how are you guiding people to have a stretch goal, right? Yeah. But the realistic part of getting gigs is it's work and you mm-hmm. got to be prepared. What's your advice for folks? I like to speak in metaphors often, Teresa. And so I'll say, or Dr. T, excuse me. So sometimes I'll say, okay, I get that entrepreneurs pretty much want to build Rome in a day. Like they want to build actually yesterday. They want it already. They can see the empire. They are ready. They are excited. Let's get this empire going. And I'm like, awesome. We're going to do that. And we're just going to build a house today. Like we're going to just get started. And then eventually we'll have a village. And then we're going to put a village next to that village. And then eventually, yes, you'll have an empire. But we're right now, we need to focus on writing your speaker bio or what are you going to talk about? Like, let's talk about that. How are you going to invite clients into your XYZ program? And is it clear? So it's micro and macro. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I do believe I, I mean, I have over 10 years of experience in deep personal development, you know, leading workshops and working with a mindset and things like that. So I also really understand the power of evidence. So if someone's coming to me and they've never done this before, but they really want to do it, I love to baby step you into your evidence of like, oh, this works. Oh, I can do it. Oh my gosh. They said, yes. Oh, Hey, I got a client. Oh my gosh. Someone signed up for my discovery call. Oh, they actually showed up on the appointment. Oh my gosh. They, they said yes. When I offered my, (laughs) my thing (laughs) (laughs) or, you know, they let me on their stage. That evidence is so valuable and important but you got to give yourself a chance to try it out and be strategic and intentional about it. Otherwise a person could just like go in with no plan and then it it doesn't work. And they're like, it's never going to work. And there's where I go back to the, um, if you're a Sesame street fan, do you ever see Don music? So he's a little character. Oh yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. He'd play the piano. He'd try to sing robot remote and then he'd get it wrong. And then he'd bang his head on the piano. piano. I'll never get it. I'll never get it. You know, like it's like self-pity. Right. And that happens to entrepreneurs as well. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we try to minimize that experience and go, okay, let's build some evidence that you can do this, that you have value, that you're all set up, you're confident. And when you're confident, especially as a speaker, then the audience is like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm in, right? Right. You're not talking from stage sort of with everything sort of being like a question mark. Like, I'm giving you this information. Are you like, you know, is it good? Is it? Yeah. yeah it's like, I have some sometimes. confidence up there. Yeah. I hear that sometimes. I'm like, oh. Uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even for me, I mean, I've done a lot of speaking in a lot of different areas. But I can tell you, if I have a speech, I practice, I bring people in, I record myself, I still do the, how do I smile? What am I looking like when I say this word? What, you know, it really is always a morphing. And some of the biggest, most brilliant speakers will tell you the same thing. 100%. They're constantly practicing. I I heard an interview with Stevie Nicks. I think it was on like Oprah's master class, something. Yeah. And she was saying how much she practiced. Like she practiced every single day and she has been doing pretty good job of singing for quite some time and still every single day. And just like a basketball player, every single, you know, it's like you are in there doing your thing. So to think that I'll just wing it or, oh, I wrote my speech, so I'm good. And it breaks my heart when I'm like, oh, that leverage opportunity is just gone. Like you can't rewind the tape and go back. So why not? And that goes back to the hustle part too. I'm the same way. I'm like, when I am doing something new, I practice it, practice it until I feel someone will say, how many times does, does it take? And it's like, how many, li- how many licks to get to the center of the Tootsie Pop? I'm like, I don't know until it feels like you aren't going to screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's it. How many times that is? 10, <laughs> 3, 17, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the future of hustle. You know, there's automation now. We, you know, at Kaleidoscope, we, we help people do a lot of automation. There's the e-learning courses. And of course, there's the virtual speaking now. How have you really helped your speakers shift to doing virtual speaking engagements? Love that question. And wow, we got a major shift opportunity in 2020. I used to speak pretty much in person. I would always coach uh, Zoom and did my own workshops on Zoom. But when I was speaking, it was typically in person. So when everything shifted, I thought, oh, okay, Um, I actually put a webinar out. I have a masterclass on this very topic. Like, how do you attract your clients through speaking? Yes, even now, like in the pandemic. And I was able to book 50 virtual speaking gigs from April, 2020 to December, 2020. And people are like, what did you do different? And I'm like, here's what I did different. Nothing. I didn't do anything different. I did the same things that I would do to book a live talk, but it was just a different technology. I was still there. You still have to be prepared. So that really the difference, it's kind of like men and women how they're like, oh, we're so different, but we're really more the same than we are different Mm -hmm. is like that. The differences are really like, do you know how to put your link in the chat? Do you have that ready to go? Do you have your slides ready to go? Are you looking into the camera? Are you engaging with people? I would put it under the category of audience management Mm. on virtual, slightly different than in person. And you still need to be engaging. And I unfortunately, as you probably have as well, been on virtual talks that are a snooze fest and (sighs) um, torture. I don't ever want that to happen to anyone (laughs) Who I know. Yes. Yeah. So. Yes. Unfortunately, I've been to those, you know, but that happens live or virtual. It it sure does. Yes, it does happen. You're right. Probably actually worse live because then you're actually seeing the person and you're like, oh, this is a great Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah. Just like anything, you. but it's kind of neat. Like there's really cool things that I like about virtual one. A, you, I can do way more in less time because I'm not driving right. or, you know, going on a plane or something. Two, you can see everyone's name. You can see people. You can say, oh, I see your hand. What did you want to say? You can look at the nonverbals, whereas you can't see everyone's name when you're live in person because you're too far away from them. Even if they had a name tag, you can't read it from stage. So that's kind of cool. I like that. It is. And with the chat features, you're hearing people say, oh, I like that, or they're repeating something you said. So it can definitely have that next level engagement. You can record um, easier. You can yeah. save the chat if people are saying how great you are. I mean, there's a lot of benefits. <laughs> well, and we like that. <laughs> uh, like, well, you okay, you know, um, testimonials are important. Would you say as a yeah. speaker coach? Yes. <laughs> Get those testimonials. So you're naturally funny, are you? So I, tell me, tell me about that. Told me one time that I was funny, and so I said, "Yeah, I'll take it." <laughs> I'm not planned funny though. I I can usually not remember jokes. In fact, if you said, tell me a joke, I, oh, you know what? I heard a joke yesterday, which is why I can remember it, but I am not great at telling jokes. Mm -hmm. I'm just more, I think, again, this comes from my dad. So funny. My mom's really funny too, but my dad, oh my gosh, he was a prankster and just had this light he is very, very wise and would study quantum physics and is just like deeply intellectual and deeply light mm-hmm. and fun and had this kid-like energy that welcomed anyone in. And so I, I had a great role model for humor growing yeah. up. Yeah. You have a great laugh when I walk in the room, you know, and I see you engaging with people. You're you're just friendly and kind and you know, you smile and you welcome people and you just have a good time doing what you're doing. I think that's, that's the key. Right? I mean, <laughs> as if you an hate it, don't do it. <laughs> get out, go someplace else. Yeah. And we all have to laugh at ourselves as entrepreneurs. We got to laugh at ourselves. I was saying someone the other day was asking me about Facebook Live. They had not done, you know, those kind of things before. And now we've got LinkedIn Live and Instagram Reels and all the things. And they were really worried about it. This first go out of, you know, coming out of being on, you know, live video. I said, oh my gosh, the first time I did a Facebook Live, I was holding the phone the wrong way. Like it was sideways the entire time. And guess what? Nobody died. Like it's okay. No one knows. No one remembers. No one cares. It's over moving on and we're good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It goes away. We're all just a little, the first time of anything, we're always uh, self-judging. Exactly. As we wrap up here, I want to just give you, you know, an opportunity to give us some final thoughts that you want to leave with the listeners. I've dropped so many. Uh, I know you have. <laughs> These are some of the things that I t- say often. I will just say again, because I said it kind of quickly, that I do believe ignorance on fire is better than perfection on ice. Oof. Like if you are toiling and wondering and worrying and secretly writing your talk or your book or your course in your mind over and over and over again, and it's not actually on a digital piece of paper or somehow out of your body, go for it. You know, it's not going to be perfect at first. You have to, just like anything, you have to mold it and create it and let it be messy a little bit. Try it out, but do your best job as you can. And then you're not going to get it perfect until perfect. Who's that's kind of unattainable anyway, but you're not going to get it perfect until you actually get it out there, learn from what people say, and you're going to grow and evolve and change. It's going to be awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Lisa, I know you offer 
speaker training programs and workshops. You coach folks and you have your book. How do listeners get a hold of you so they can work with you? A couple of things. I'll give two yummy goodies. One, if you go to getspeakinggigsnow.com, you can grab five top tips to get more speaking gigs. So that's at getspeakinggigsnow.com. And, you know, grab them. They're yours. If you are like, oh no, I'm ready to do this starting yesterday. I want that empire getting built. I want to build my house. I want to do those things. (laughs) I need to get started. I need to get on that stage. It's time. And you're like waiting for a sign. This is it. Then go to getspeakinggigsnow.com slash chat. And that will lead you to what I call the speaker readiness assessment. So it's just getspeakinggigsnow.com slash chat. There's some juicy questions on there. We'll have a really nice deep conversation about you and your goals. And if it makes sense for us to work together, we'll talk about that too. Beautiful. And those will be in the show notes. So everybody has the links to those. Again, if you've been, as Lisa said, dreaming about speaking on stage, get that free download, start learning there. But for some of us, it's just, we need to just jump in and take that and hop on a chat with Lisa because you will not be sorry. She's generous with information. She makes sure that you are the right fit and that she can help you and get to your dreams that you want. So thank you just for all your wisdom that you've given us today. This has been another episode of Heart, Hustle, and Humor. Please like us, share, and subscribe. Until next time. Hashtag dream higher. Are you a professional looking to take your business to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go to kaleidoscopemediaservices.com. Check it out. And if you feel you are ready, then set up a time to talk to me and my co-founder, Laura Neubauer. I'm your host, Dr. T. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share this podcast with your friends. 